0: Hello my friends and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are all having an absolutely wonderful day today and a blessed day. We're busy down here at Health Masters as always and again thank you for your continued support. If you all need anything at all be sure to check out the front page of the website. You voted and it won the N-acetylcysteine, NAC formula, really, really good for the overall immune system, detoxification, and extremely good for lung health. This product actually couples very well. I had a conversation yesterday with a customer. They said they coupled it with the Mighty Lungs formula, which is the lung support formula we have on the website from another brand. But our NAC with that, they said, actually worked really, really good in knocking out a uh, upper respiratory issue that they had going on, just as a heads up. And what's interesting about this is now – I've been watching more of this COVID theater that's starting to be produced now. And I I think bumbling buffoon Biden was 100% right when he said we're going to have a second pandemic. Not in the sense that I think we're going to see people that are extremely healthy and taking care of themselves and taking proper nutrients and vitamin C and D3 get sick or have severe problems because that's pretty much last time exactly what didn't happen. People that were healthy took care of themselves were just fine but we're starting to see essentially a pandemic of the vaccinated individuals they're now coming out and saying that the omicron subvariant BA4 and BA5 cuz all these subvariants keep building now whether or not these are just more lab built wuhan style you know covid viruses that are happening in a lab or if these things are actually mutations that are naturally occurring because these people are basically taking shot after shot after shot. I don't know. I know that Gert von Bosch, if you guys recall, his discussion that he had, it was like, uh, I think, June of last year. He got in front of that committee board, and he blatantly told them that this is the worst thing you can possibly do, is try to vaccinate yourself out of a pandemic Because once people get exposed to it, once people get natural immunity to it, you automatically start having herd immunity and the virus itself starts to wane off. He said when you take RNA gene therapy and you continually inject people with it to force them to produce spike proteins, you are guaranteeing that you are going to extend it and there's going to be massive, massive mutations with the virus and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. This is what he said blatantly. Now, what's interesting about this is we're seeing exactly what he said, allegedly, with now they're saying the study out of Japan is suggesting the BA-4 and BA-5 can make more copies of themselves compared to the original Omicron. And that basically it's taking off like wildfire and it can escape your immune system, said Nadia Roan, Associate Investigator of Gladstone Institutes. Now, what's interesting about this, they're saying now the BA4 and BA5 is making up over 52% of the infections nationwide. Now, what's interesting about this is from the research that I am reading, they're saying that these variants are escaping the antibodies from individuals that are vaccinated. Blatantly what they say here from U.S., UCSF and Stanford explain, even if you have an immunity from getting the injection, basically getting the vaccine, that potentially this variant is finding a way around your immune system to cause infection. Now, what's interesting about this is what's happening to people that have natural immunity, Now, I'm sure they may basically be able to re-catch this, or people that don't have natural immunity, they may get exposed to it and catch it, and your immune system is going to do what it always does if you take care of it and you get exercise and sunlight and sunshine and, you know, fresh air and take your vitamin C and D3 and, um, you know, um, potassium iodide with the quercetin and everything else. But what's interesting about this is if you look at Portugal, which – they pretty much have nobody left to inject over there. They're like a 99% compliance rate with their injection. And you compare it to, say, South Africa, which has like a 30% compliance rate, you'll see that they're stating that these variants are the lead, basically the lead effectors now in hospitalizations. But if you look at the overall hospitalization rate compared to South Africa versus Portugal, South Africa is significantly lower. And they're stating that these are like the main variants now in these countries. That's like the only COVID variant left. But yet you have one country that, like, may, maybe a third of the population's got injected in South Africa. Portugal almost 100. percent Same thing we've been seeing now in Israel. Now saying in Israel this is the main variant. Israel's almost fully vaccinated as well. Everybody's got their third, fourth, fifth booster shot. Doesn't it start to become evident at some point in time to anybody else but me that maybe, just maybe this shot is the main reason this thing is continually going on and people are continually getting sick and their immune systems are massively downregulated, according to the own research that I've been looking at. And now what we're seeing is – and this is something that I was reading earlier with Gert von Bosch when he was talking about that pretty much the main, the main silver lining, he stated, was that children – Essentially, we're going to be the main factor in helping with herd immunity, because think about this. We've allegedly been in this pandemic for two years now. Okay, So children that at the beginning of the pandemic that were a year and a half, two years old, they're now four years old, five years old, depending on you know when they were born. And the death rate of that age group has been virtually nothing. If you look at the research on it from actual healthy children without massive comorbidities and cancer. The death rate's been virtually nothing, literally nothing. And they've been perfectly fine, right? Haven't gotten injected, have driven through this. Most of them have natural immunity. Most of them have been exposed to it. Most of them have caught it, gotten past it. Both of my kids had it and super healthy now. So why is it all of a sudden, after, you know, two and a half years now of this ongoing pandemic, are we now saying that six month old to Four-year-olds absolutely have to get injected right now, and the answer is it makes zero sense. I've been trying to find more research. I've been reading more and watching a couple short videos. It's like nine hours long of the FDA committee panel that voted unanimously for this injection to get approved, and I was talking to Steve about this this morning. And what's interesting about this is this emergency use authorization for six-month-to-four-year-olds makes zero sense, even from a completely and totally unbiased scientific standpoint. You just take your emotions out of it. Take your biases out of it. It makes zero sense. Rand Paul brought this up, and a lot of people missed this when he called out bobblehead Fauci last week on that Skype interview where he asked Fauci, are there – Any part of the trials or any research that shows injecting these young children prevents hospitalizations, prevents extreme side effects, or prevents death. And Fauci candidly said, no, there is not. The only thing they tested with these children was antibody impact. How high can we get the antibody response from this injection? Nothing long-term. Nothing about side effects, nothing about transmission, nothing about hospitalizations, nothing about symptoms. The only thing they tested in this last six-week trial was antibodies. That was it. And what's interesting, if you listened to what they talked about in the committee, there were 4,500 children at the beginning of this clinical trial. They intentionally were dropping children out of the trial that were not exhibiting antibody responses properly. This is why they took it all the way to the third shot. Even Gutlieb talked about this from Pfizer when he went back in, I think it was January, February, when he said, Oh, we're basically looking at, you know, having to redo some more research on this because it's not giving the response that we want. They just kept giving them shots until they got the antibody numbers that they wanted and they dropped the children out of the group that they didn't want to have, that weren't enlisting the proper response. That makes sense. By the end of the research study, from what they're saying here, there were only 1,100 kids left. 1,100 kids in a clinical trial that's dictating the fact that 20 million children are allegedly supposed to get this shot. Now, it's interesting, the Moderna rep, when they were asking her questions, she Blatantly wouldn't answer anything in detail. She kept sidestepping everything. Eventually, she reached a point where she goes, well, we're just going to have to see what this does in a real-world study. Not joking. It's what she said. We're just going to have to see what happens in a real-world study. So basically, we don't know what's going to happen in clinical trials other than it basically increased antibody response. We kept injecting the kids until we got an antibody response. We don't know about side effects. We don't know about long-term health. We don't know about infertility. We don't know about actually even preventing infection or transmission. None of that was actually even proven. We just know there's an antibody response. We're going to have to see real-world real world studies. And here's the part that really got me, that really irked me, was that I found out at the end of the trials, towards the end of the trials, in order to get the proper antibody response in the overall amount of people, they injected the placebo group with the actual vaccine. That in and of itself should render a clinical study completely and totally void. There's no control group anymore. You don't have a placebo group to compare. You simply went, well, when nothing else, worked, we just injected everybody with the shot. And, uh, hey, we got an antibody response. It's been six weeks. We're good to go. Here's the numbers. It's totally safe and effective. Six-month-old to four-year-olds need to get injected with it. This is so far anti-science, it's boggling my mind, guys, and it's interesting to me right now. None of this is getting talked about. None of it's getting brought up. Hardly anything's getting brought up about the Senate and the House passing this unbelievably insane gun bill. What is everybody talking about? The fact that the Supreme Court decided they're no longer going to get involved with states' rights when it comes to abortions, what it comes down to. The only thing that's the topic of discussion right now. Why? Because that's what they want you to talk about. That's what they want everybody to be mad about, and that's what that's what they want every news agency to cover. Not the fact that the FDA advisory panel just approved for twenty million children ages six months to four years old to get an experimental injection that literally has zero efficacy in clinical trials when it comes to real world research, except Oh, it produced antibodies when you ejected with them. Uh, you know, some of the kids died. Uh, it was totally unrelated. We don't know why that happened. Totally unrelated to the shot. Some of the kids died, though. and We had to drop off about, you know, quarter, three-quarters of the kids because the numbers weren't skewing up properly. So, uh, yeah, it was totally safe and effective. Now, what's interesting about this as well, and I told Steve about this, I said, here's the part that really should trouble everybody from a scientific standpoint. A six-month-old child, okay? Average weight of a six-month-old child, say, you know, 12, 15 pounds, somewhere around there, six-month-old baby, you know, maybe some bigger than that, some smaller than that. That's your average average weight. The average weight of, say, a four-year-old, you know, you're going to be in the mid-30s, 40, maybe some 50-pounders, depending on, you know, size of the child, size of the parents, genetics. So you're saying that the same three rounds of injections for a four- to five-year-old are now going to be used on a six-month-old. Based on weight, it's incredibly dangerous. But secondly, here's the part that nobody discusses. There is no significant immune system built in a six-month-old child. It doesn't even really start to develop successfully until about a year and a half to two years old. So we're now stating that a infant that's six months old is going to get three rounds of RNA gene therapy, and it's totally safe and effective for them to get the exact same dose, even with no developed immune system as a four- to five-year-old is getting, which already, that's already horrific to give them that. Guys, we've gone so far out in the twilight zone right now, and nobody is wanting to address this at all. This is going to be one of the most insane human rights violations on young children we've ever witnessed in recorded history, and nobody wants to talk about it. They simply go, oh, it's safe and effective. You don't believe in science, Austin. I said, dude, I am one of the biggest proponents of science. I majored in science. I'm all about science. This isn't science. This is complete and total debauchery. This is going in and taking science and flipping on its head and saying, well, it doesn't work properly, so we're going to scrap everything we know about science for the last 100 years, and we're going to simply approve this because, well, we're going to get our grant money, and we're going to get our promotions, and we're going to get our jobs at Pfizer after we approve this. Oh, oh, that's right. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about how the advisory panels and the groups for the FDA almost 100% of the time when they leave the FDA – go to the private sector to work in the pharmaceutical industry. Scott Gutley being the primary example of that. Head leader of the FDA, now is a active, very active lead team member, board member of Pfizer. Hmm, Man, imagine that. This is what's happening, guys, and nobody's wanting to talk about it. And the propaganda has gotten so brazen, people, I think, are becoming numb to it. I saw an article from Sesame Street. Oh, yes, Sesame Street now, which has turned into just a giant propaganda arm. They now have a whole segment about Elmo getting his shot because, well, you know, Elmo wasn't able to get his shot. The little baby Elmo, he couldn't get his shot because, you know, he wasn't old enough. And now they talk into detail about how Elmo got his shot. And it, it was a little bit of a pinch, but now he's safe and protected. And Elmo's dad sits there and looks in the screen, little puppet. And goes, "You know, I was hesitant at first, but I talked to my professional pediatrician, and he told me that there was nothing to worry about, and that my child, the best way for my community and my friends and family to stay safe, was that my child got injected with the COVID vaccine. Literally says this on video guys. This is a, this is a puppet. It's a puppet. They've resorted to puppet propaganda. This is how far deep they've fallen. How far they're resorting to try to convince people to get an RNA experimental shot. Puppet propaganda, literally, not an exaggeration. And they're doing it right in front of everybody. This, in my opinion, is what's going to cause a massive, massive stent of hospitalizations in the fall. We're seeing right now with this B5, B4 variant, which it very well possibly, in my opinion, could be mutated from all these continual injections. It very well could be, guys, because we don't know. Nobody knows what happens long term when you inject experimental RNA shots in the people repeatedly and you keep causing them to produce spike proteins. Nobody knows because nobody bothered to do the research for three, four, five years. What we do know is it the real-world studies we're showing? Is it nobody that's injected is protected whatsoever? The vast majority of people that are injected are becoming sicker than ever. I mean, perfect example, if you believe the media, bobblehead Fauci, who allegedly got the new variant, said he got sicker than ever. And he had to go on this prolaxiv from Pfizer because he got so sick from the new variant. Well, guys, that right there in and of itself should tell everybody That the shot obviously doesn't work if he's telling you whether or not he actually got the real shot, which I don't believe he did. I think the whole thing's personal theater, and it was a giant ploy to promote the Pfizer pill. But that right there contradicts the very fact that the shot even does anything for you positive. This dude's bled you had four shots, and now he's sicker than ever. This is what they want people to do. They want to continue to promote this to make people sicker and then turn around and say – oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Remember what I said yesterday? The whole thing they keep telling everybody, they told everybody the entire time last year, oh, you need to get your shot to protect me. My shot doesn't work unless you get your shot. That concept still, for some odd reason, eludes people from being one of the most moronic statements you've ever heard in history. But yet, they're going to play it again, guys. Bumbling buffoon Biden just said it the other day. We need more money for the second pandemic. We're going to have a second pandemic. I don't believe much of anything he says, but the fact that he brought that up on national television and repeated it twice confidently tells me they're letting everybody know what they're getting ready to do very, very soon. Now here... Excuse me. I had a little microphone problem there. Here, we're starting to see... This variant that I just talked about escalate further and further and further. Now they're talking about everybody needs to get the fifth booster shot in order to stay protected. Well, again, how many people are going to go along with this? Well, his dad told you guys just in the story, talking to the guy on the porch from California, hiding behind his facial hair. He said, oh, yeah, I've had my four shots. I'm waiting for the fifth shot. I'm going to get as many shots as I need. This is the level of stupidity that ensues a huge portion of the population right now. They're going to keep taking it all the way until their deathbed. They'll be on their deathbed dying, and they'll say, oh, I need another COVID shot to protect me, because they've been brainwashed. And speaking of California and their infinite stupidity, I feel bad for anybody that still lives out there that's a patriot. West Hollywood now has voted, West Hollywood Commissioner Board, has now voted to defund the Sheriff's Department. Oh, yeah. Amidst record crime of all time in West Hollywood, the council passed a budget in a two- or excuse me, a three-to-two vote Monday to defund the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> they go in now, and they're stating that the crime in West Hollywood has jumped 137%. This is what the Sheriff's Department said, 137% in February 2022 compared to the same time last year. But the city council is stating that they want to defund the Sheriff's Department, that they are going to be removing a total Of It looks like five more sheriffs, and they're going to reallocate that money. They're going to reallocate that money to provide unarmed security ambassadors. Yes, guys, they, they have figured it out in Hollywood. So when you're dealing with mass homelessness and mass drug use and you have people that are twacked out on meth, the best thing you can do is put up somebody with an unarmed security ambassador to stand up and say, Sir, you need to stop smoking meth. Stop it right now! Stop knifing that woman, and they're going to listen, you know, because they're they're an unarmed security ambassador, and they're they're going to show their force. They're going to they're going to put up their hand. They're going to have their whistle. And they're going to blow it. They're going to say, "Mr. Methhead, stop knifing that person. That's not okay. That's not okay, sir." But I tell you what's going to happen: the unarmed security ambassador is going to get a knife right in the throat. And he's going to bleed out on the sidewalk in front of everybody, and nobody's going to do anything about it. This is what you do. And society, when you want to break down the fabric and bring it to its lowest common denominator and make society essentially a wasteland, the Mad Max, so to speak, this is what they're going to do. For some odd reason, these communists are bent on bringing in as much death and destruction as they can into California. Is it because they want to bring California to its knees so that the Chinese can come in and own part of that state? Possibly. I know that there's a huge, huge factor of Chinese infrastructure as far as owners and companies that have been coming into California for the last 10 to 20 years. Are they trying to make California such a pitiful hellhole that essentially nobody's going to want to live there and it's going to be sold for pennies on the dollar due to its debt? I don't know, but nobody in their right mind goes in and defunds sheriff's departments when you're at an all-time record crime wave because so many people – are basically acting like lunatics and you bring in unarmed security ambassadors. It doesn't work, guys. I remember I talked to, uh, Lakeland, Lakeland PD. I was with dad one time I'm talking to Lakeland PD and he was one of the SWAT leaders over there for Lakeland, not sheriff's department, Lakeland. And he carried a 1911 and he had a Wilson combat extended 10 round magazine on it and he unloaded it and we were actually looking at it. We were, he was actually at, the, he'd stopped by the house, dad knew him. And we were having this debate back and forth about 9mm and 45. Cause I've always been a big proponent of 9mm due to the capacity. You run Glock 17, you know, you can get factory 17, factory 24 round mags. And you know, they hang down a little bit. And like the Glock 34 though, you can get real good accuracy out of the 9mm with high capacity. And I asked him, and he, he had his whole mag build. He had like 5 extra 10 round mags, 45 ACP for his 1911. And I looked at him I said, dude, why don't you just go to 9mm? And he said, well, he said, we had a SWAT raid years ago, and we had a raid on a meth house. And there was a guy in there that was basically barricaded with a 12-gauge that was shooting at us. And he came out shooting, and we unloaded 17 rounds of 9mm spear goldbot into him. And they said, never got a head shot in, but got all body mass shots. And they said he was so twacked out on crystal, that it took 17 rounds to actually put him down. Two officers empty magazines. And I said, wow. And he goes, 45 ACP. He said it's usually about half into an individual that's that twacked out. He said, if not less, because the 45 does so much internal damage when you're using hydroshocks. And I thought to myself, that's very interesting. Now, I still carry 9mm just because I like the comfortability of it in the magazine capacity, and I'm not doing SWAT rays. Now, if I was doing SWAT rays, I probably would switch over to 45 ACP. My whole point in saying that is this. If you're dealing with somebody that's so twacked out that you've got to put 17 rounds in them to put them down to have them stop shooting at you, what in the world do you think unarmed security ambassadors with rape whistles are going to possibly do on the street of California? The answer is nothing but to get extremely hurt. This is what you do in a society when you want to break the fabric down, and this is exactly what they're doing. And at the same time, Governor Newsom? as they call him Governor Nuisance out there, has announced a new budget agreement with the sanctuary state and stating that they will be offering all full-term health insurance subsidized by California's taxpayers to all illegal aliens in the country. Yes, California will now be the first state in the country to offer taxpayer-funded health insurance to all of its 4.4 million illegals in their sanctuary state. They said offering the taxpayer-funded health insurance to its entire illegal population largest in the nation, is expected to cost taxpayers in California a minimum of right around $3 billion annually. However, those numbers are expected to dramatically increase once everybody and their mom basically realizes you don't even have to come here legally. You simply walk across the border into California and you can apply for health care and get free subsidized health care and basically free subsidized everything now. Yes, that's where California is going. So again, when I say I don't understand what they're doing out there except from a communist standpoint and a Bolshevik standpoint in order to ruin what was once an incredible state. I mean, the weather out in California is incredible. I've been out there before. It's amazing. I had the privilege of going on San Bernardino, one of the old motocross tracks, Glen Helen, years ago, years, ago, years ago. And uh, the weather out there is amazing. It's great. And the state's great as far as the overall aspect. And Now, this was back in the 90s, I think, probably early 2000s when I went there. And obviously, it's not what it is now. And the crime has gotten so horrific yet they're defunding the sheriff's departments. Think about that for a second. At the same time, we're seeing record crime in other areas. You have Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, who's now signed legislation this week, and he will be banning all ammunition magazines in the state of Rhode Island that hold more than 10 rounds, giving gun owners six months to surrender them or transfer them to people out of the state or modify them so they will hold less than basically no no more than 10 rounds. He signed Bill H-7457, which also raises the legal age for gun purchases from 18 to 21, period, and raises the legal age for purchasing ammunition to 21 as well, rendering self-defense for an entire class of legal adults impossible. Now, I have a feeling this is going to get picked up by a federal court because stating that you are not allowed to purchase a firearm under 21 at all and you are not allowed to purchase ammunition under 21 at all um, – there's something called "shall not be infringed." It's actually a pretty, pretty substantial statement in the Second Amendment. In a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, back then, you know, most legal age—I mean, there were kids that were 15, 16 years old—they were fighting in the militia. I mean, that age wasn't an issue back then. It was about, hey, we're going to fight for our country. Now the legal age defined in the country is 18 years of age. You're an adult. So now we're saying you're an adult and you have the responsibility of an adult and you can be tried as an adult and you're expected to act accordingly in society as an adult and you can be drafted in the armed forces as an adult, but we are not going to allow you to ever purchase a firearm under the age of 21 in the state of Rhode Island now. I'm not sure if they've ever looked up the definition of infringed but this pretty much meets the legal definition of infringed. So I really hope a federal court gets involved with this and this thing gets overturned for the Rhode Island residents at least because this is, this is insanity. Also, too, in other news, on top of California violating individuals' rights, and this is one of the reasons why I've told you guys so many times, you can never allow a state or a government to build a database of gun owners. I'm a big proponent of owning firearms. You don't have to register in the state of Florida. Why would I register my firearms? It's nobody's business what I own. I don't have to fill out a background check to buy a firearm from my brother or my friend or my buddy down the street. I can buy a firearm from whoever I want. I can sell a firearm to whoever I want legally. No restriction in the state of Florida. I don't have to register it. There's no clause about registering a firearm in the Second Amendment. Well, in California, there is. Remember, you're not even allowed to allow somebody to borrow a firearm without you present much less sell a firearm. You have to do full-blown background checks, full state registration, full approval, and get permission by the state to basically allow them to transfer the firearm over to you or you to them. Well, accidentally, the California's Department of Justice Firearm Dashboard Panel went live on Monday this week and publicly allowed accessible files that include identifying information of those who have concealed carry permits, Those who have registered firearms (laughs) and leak their information, including the person's full name, their race, their home address, their date of birth, their date of permit and including firearms, (laughs) including data that was leaked of law enforcement and judges that were on this list as well. Oh, yeah, totally public file now. Doesn't matter who they are, what they're doing hey, this is the dude's name, this is his address, this is his permit, this is what he owns, this is where he lives, this is his date of birth. And oh, But it was accidentally leaked, guys. Remember, it was, it was accidentally leaked because that's that's the dumbest excuse I've ever heard in my life. First off, this type of information, the Department of Justice in California has, is extremely sensitive information. You have to have multiple passwords. There's only key individuals that have access to this information And this information doesn't just float out on a hard drive and pop up in somebody's email and suddenly go up live accidentally. My opinion, this was 100% intentionally leaked in order to create more strife, more division, more anger, more animosity to law-abiding gun owners. Because you got to remember, none of these guys are criminals. Every single person on this list applied for a background check got a legal permit, registered their firearms, submitted all their personal information, and got approved. Every single one of these is a hardworking, law-abiding American patriot that respects the Second Amendment, in my opinion, for the most part, on this list. So why would you leak this list out? Well, that's very obvious, to turn them into targets. Now, every Mexican cartel drug member and their mom now has a list of every gun owner in California, so to speak. And every individual that carries a permit so they can target individuals, know who they are, know where they live, know what they own, know what they have, and know that they have firearms on their person or in their house and that, hey, you need extra ammo, you need extra guns. Well, hey, there's some people to go pull a lick on right now go send four, five, six Mexican cartel members. And guys, this isn't a joke. This is a serious issue that the California Department of Justice just just did. And they're sitting here claiming that, oh, oh, it was was a mistake. It was a clerical error. We didn't mean to publish all this. Complete and total lies. This is what happens when you allow guns to be registered and you have a gun registry or database. This is why I've been so diametrically opposed to the gun show loophole removal. We need to have regular mandatory background checks. All across the board for any purchase they want to do on a federal level. They've talked about this for a decade. Nobody understands the concept of what happens when you have an out of control, tyrannical government that now has a list (laughs) that now has a list of what gun you own, where you live, how many guns you own, and has a full open database to it to do whatever they want. If anybody has seen the massive corruption with the FBI and what they did to the American people during the protest of January 6th, this should be a pretty clear cut example. These are the same groups like Homeland Security that stated just last year, parents that went to school board meetings that demanded their children don't be sexually groomed by pedophiles and be taught gender theory in the classrooms, those parents that didn't want their children being exposed to that, were now deemed possible domestic terrorist threats by Homeland Security. They put a memo out on it and talked about it. FBI talked about it, went into detail on it. Yeah, this is the same group that's telling you you need to trust them with a database of all the firearms you own. Guys, come on. Let's be real with this. You just saw how trustworthy these groups are with what California just did. And then on top of that now, now we're seeing something that really should spark everybody's mind and realizing that January 6th was nothing more than a complete and total theater show in order to do exactly what it did. There has now been a district judge, Representative Louis Gommert from Texas, has now said that there is massive evidence that the electronic surveillance unit admitted they were involved in the January 6th protests. Whoa, 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 Okay, wait wait a minute. Electronic Surveillance Unit. Now, what is this? What, what is this? I, I haven't even heard of this. What was what going on with this? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic because I've been reading the report on it all morning. This now, under the heading of Special Operations Division, Deployment Requirements, the Special Division's part of the United States Secret Service, which is part of Homeland Security, has a group that is called the Electronic Surveillance Unit that now we find out on the report last week, shows that plainclothes members of the Special Electronic Surveillance Unit were embedded among a January 6, 2021 protesters for the purposes of conducting full video surveillance of everyone there. Guys, they had feds in plainclothes walking around with cameras on them recording everybody the entire time. Now, the million-dollar question with this is, there were no any illegal activity going on except for the vandalism and trespassing at the end. The vast majority of the situation, if you guys recall, from the whole morning going into it, it was peaceful protesting. People were walking around, people were picketing, people were yelling, people were hollering, it was peaceful protesting. Yet, you already had, from the very beginning, this entire squad of individuals from Homeland Security, known as the Special Electronic Surveillance Unit, walking around in plain clothes with video cameras, recording everybody, using facial recognition data points to log every single person that was at the protest. Representative Louie Gomer out of Texas said, if you're going to have electronic surveillance of people, there has to be. Warrants. We can't have secret units doing secret surveillance of people that have committed no crime and no probable cause of a crime just getting blanket surveillance. Now, they're arguing about this, stating that, oh, in Washington, D.C., due to the nature of the situation and the sensitivity of the area, we don't need a warrant because of FISA. Domert asserted. We can't just have secret units going in now and recording this. And quite frankly, the evidence proves otherwise. They did, and they can, and they used it to arrest so many people. This is the reason why, and I couldn't figure this out. I told you guys this. I couldn't figure out why in the world so many people were getting arrested for simply like walking up the stairs of the Capitol and walking in the room. I mean, they got cameras all over the Capitol. I got that. They got cameras all over the building. But how in the world do you get this direct facial recognition software of individuals wearing hats? Some of them wearing, uh, you know, masks like gates, net gaiters, and stuff. Because remember, this was allegedly during COVID, and all this stuff that was going on. How would you get this much evidence in an investigation to arrest somebody for criminal trespassing, and then turn around and arrest them and hold them indefinitely? Well, now indefinitely for a year, year and a half, without pretrial release, to charge them with, you know, misdemeanor trespassing. It doesn't make any sense. Well, now it makes sense. The entire thing was a Fed operation, exactly what we said from the beginning. They had hundreds of plainclothes Feds walking around, recording the situation, monitoring the situation, and from the research we have heard now for the last few months, instigate the situation. This makes more sense now why you saw the Capitol Police open up some of the guardrails. The doors were unlocked. Stuff just magically appeared open like it's a magic door. Just, uh, oh, come on in. People come in. Oh, you're now trespassing. Okay, this is so far-fetched now of what we're starting to see. People have to start realizing that this is blatantly, blatantly what the Founding Fathers fought against. This is exactly what they warned us about with tyranny. When people can't even protest without being arrested, where people can't even keep personal possessions in their house without them having been spied on and monitored, when people can't even own firearms and legal adults can't even purchase firearms because it's now illegal. When the government starts telling you how many rounds of ammunition you can have to go into your gun, think about that concept for a second. I just want you to take a step back while I'm ranting about this. And I got some more stuff I'm going on in a second, so bear with me because I'm just I've gotten real flustered this morning, right about this. Why in the world would somebody be concerned about a law-abiding citizen's gun and how many bullets it can accept, unless that said individual is concerned about that law-abiding citizen shooting them for what they're about to do to them next? The answer is. No legitimate purpose you'd be concerned about it, unless you're concerned about getting shot at by that law-abiding citizen because you're about to do something to them that is grossly illegal and violates their rights. That's it. There's no legal reason or legal standpoint to come in and say, well, guess what, guys? That magazine holds 11 bullets. You can now inflict severe damage. That's a 5.56 caliber. It tears through everything. Or 306, 76251, 10 round mag, 11 round mag, 12 round mag, 15 round mag. If you're bent on using that that gun to do bodily harm illegally, you're going to do bodily harm with that weapon, whether it's a 10 round mag or a 30 round mag. You just got a couple more reloads in the middle between. And if you're tack efficient, you have no problem doing reloads on the fly. This is nothing more than preventing people from being able to have effective, suppressive, Overwhelming firepower against somebody that is coming against him, say invading force like Russia or China. What are you supposed to do? You get paratroopers in that are running belt-fed automatic machine guns, and you've got you know five, ten-round magazines. I mean, you're, you're done unless you got a very, very, very high-elevated point with very long-range weapon. That's why I encourage people to go buy 100-round beta mags, 150-round arm attack saw drums. Or, if you're so inclined, buy a Belfed. Whatever you feel you want to buy. This is America, by the way, guys. Last time you checked, you don't need permission to have ammunition feeding devices. They're not even firearms. They're literally plastic or metal containers that feed bullets into a gun. Without ammunition, even with ammunition, they're essentially useless. If I have a 30-round magazine in my hand and I have no gun, I can bonk someone in the head with it, I guess. I can bonk them. I mean, a a nightstick does better than that. Heck, a maglite's going to be better than that. So think about it again, my friends. When you're starting to see people comply and you're starting to see tyrannical individuals tell you what you can and can't have when it comes to actual ammunition feeding devices in your weapons. Just thought I would bring that up. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well as I've been reading more about this. It appears that the BRICS are now starting to announce a new reserve currency. As essentially, the United States is starting to completely collapse as far as its own dollar, even though they're telling us (laughs) that the dollar is going up now. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa have now been working together with Putin and announcing the BRICS countries will be establishing a new global reserve currency to replace the U.S. dollar on their behalf. Putin has been talking about this, and essentially a lot of other countries have been talking about this. Everybody's realizing the U.S. dollar is completely and totally fiat. When you start printing out trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in cash and you start giving it to the banks, it's not going to go well for inflation. Hence why we're seeing what we're seeing. At the same time, they're intentionally keeping the dollar inflated while at the same time they're massively suppressing gold and silver. It's funny because if you look at other countries and you actually look at their currency, gold is massively outvaluing currency. But in the United States, we have so much corruption in the digital age, known as Wall Street, that there's not much ability you can do to fight a lot of this from a standpoint except own physical. I've told people before, they've asked me about this. They said, well, gold's dipped down some or gold's gone up some. I said, dude, gold's gold. I said, wait and see what happens. Once the dollar stops becoming the world reserve currency and other countries start realizing that gold's on its way, or the dollar's on its way out, the dollar collapses – or they try to prop it up with their digital currency, which is what they're talking about doing next. And that's going to be the easiest way to do it, is switch everything over to digital. This is why I still continue to encourage people, if you use cash, pay with cash as much as you can. I know cards got benefits, sometimes doing stuff online, obviously it's impossible to use cash. But use cash, because it actually shows the demand and need for transactions in cash. The more people use this digital currency, the more people use this, especially now when people like swipe their phones or what amazon has now where they want you to scan your hand or scan your face guys it's getting people ready to get prepared for basically the mark the chip that's all they're doing is conditioning right now they're only a few years away from this they're already rolling out the technology right in front of everybody and yet majority of people don't even think about it they're worried about when their fifth booster is going to come out This this is why I continue to tell people if there's supplies that you need, if there's stuff you want, make sure you're stocking up on it. Make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. We just got in another pallet of organic buckets yesterday. I mean, they're, they're funneling in at small amounts. Every single time I can pick some up from our supplier, they get any done, I pick them up. And I got people left and right locally. They'll come in and say, I need like five, ten buckets right now. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like you're taking all my inventory right now. I'm trying to stay up on top of it. They said, "Do I need them?" I said, "Okay." And there's more people now that I've ever seen concerned about basically getting prepared as far as with food supplies, because that has been and always will be, from historical facts, the easiest way to control population is the food. Always has been, always will be, because once people are hungry, people comply with just about anything you tell them. I mean, look at what they did with getting people to take the shot at the beginning. Oh, you've got to get a COVID passport. you got to show us your medical records that you've been injected with RNA shots. As I really hope and pray, and I truly pray, that people continue to expand and continue to forward this research that's coming out about these shots. I really do. I mean it sincerely. I personally believe this is going to be, and go down in history, if we can expose it and enough people expose it and talk about it, it's going to be probably one of the worst, most horrific human rights violations in world history, much less the U.S., now that it's going towards children. This isn't a joke. What they're doing is full-blown criminal. The fact that you come in and you start telling people that you have to inject six-month-old children, you got to inject two- and three-year-old babies with rna shots that didn't even have any legitimate research done at all six weeks and then at the very end of the trial very end of the trial they go in and say guess what we're going to inject the entire placebo group to make sure we got enough antibody responses on it really yeah that's what they did nothing about hospitalizations nothing about health nothing about safety Nothing about preventative measures. Nothing about death at all. The entire study was done to see an antibody response. This is what Rand Paul brought up, and hardly anybody covered it at all when he made bobblehead Fauci look like a complete and total fool on Skype the other day. Fauci couldn't answer it. And Rand Paul made a very sincere comment. He said, well, in that ideology, in that theory, wouldn't wouldn't it mean we just get 50 booster shots? We get 100 booster shots? We get a booster shot every month for the rest of our lives if it's all based on antibody response. And then Fauci goes, well, that's 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 ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. You would even make a comment like that. And goes, no, this is what you're telling me. If everything's simply based on antibody response and we're not basing anything off actual real world analysis and what it does to prevent infection or prevent transmission, guys, the entire concept of vaccines in general, I understand and I get I just think there needs to be clean vaccines without thimerosal and aluminum in them. The entire concept of vaccines is based on the fact that you cause the body to have an immune response. It builds natural antibodies, and you are now immune, hence the term immunizations. You are now immune from that specific disease because your body has now gotten a small dose of it, or a denatured virus or a dead virus, and it has built an immunity towards that virus, and now you have an immunity. Concepts not that difficult to grasp. This whole thing we're seeing now here where, no, you don't have immunity against COVID. It just might lower your symptoms or might prevent you from being hospitalized, but you have to get the shot every couple months in order to keep that ability to not go to the hospital from side effects from it. But then if you don't keep getting the shot, it doesn't work anymore. But if you do keep getting the shot, you're probably going to get sicker from the side effects from it. What is this? What is this? Nobody, nobody even can figure it out. Nobody can even answer it. And this is what we're seeing. It's the same concept with hepatitis B. They did testing for five days with hepatitis B originally to see what the effects were five days to see how effective it was on infants, brand new day one old babies. You get a hepatitis B shot. Bam. Right out of the gate. Why'd they do it? Cause they said they automatically had to assume that the mother's were IV drug users or prostitutes and they were carrying hepatitis B and the shot had to be given to the child right out of the womb in order to prevent the child from contracting hepatitis B from the mother. Okay, get that concept if a woman's got hep B. What happens when she doesn't? Oh, well, we don't want to go that far into it. We just want to automatically assume they all got hep B. So what happens when you do blood draws on the pregnant mother? See, she doesn't have hep B. But we still recommend the hep B shot. Whoa, whoa whoa wait a minute the hep b shot doesn't prevent the child from contracting hepatitis b later on in their their infant years it only protects them right then and there in the five day study you looked at if the mother actually has hep b yes so if the mother doesn't have hep b why would the baby get the hep b shot well in the event that the mother could have hep b and we just didn't catch it guys you can't fix stupid and these children get injected right out of birth with a hepatitis B shot for no reason. And then on top of that, then they tell you, oh, you need vitamin K shot. I'm holding an ampule in my hand right now. You can't see it. Ampule right here. Vitamin K, injectable, one milligram, neonatal, concentration, contains no more than 100 micrograms of aluminum. Right here. Distributed by Hospira Inc., H-O-S-P-I-R-A. That's what they recommend your child can inject it with. Even if you deny the hepatitis B shot, they they mandate, or they don't mandate, they recommend you inject your child with vitamin K. Why? We're assuming the mother's vitamin K levels are so low that the baby's not going to clot properly if he basically starts bleeding. Have you checked the mom's vitamin K level? Well, no. We automatically assume her vitamin K levels are low. What happens if she was on Health Master's Ultimate Prenatals and she's taking a significant amount of vitamin K along with the D3 with vitamin K2?
1: Oh, we don't know any of that.
0: Automatically need to be injected with vitamin K. But this is an infant, and you're injecting them with 100 micrograms of aluminum. This baby just came out of a very sterile environment, and you're going to inject them with straight aluminum in their bloodstream. Well, it's for their safety, guys. It's for their health. It's science because, you know, their vitamin K may be low. Guys, the concept of true medical involvement and preventing diseases and maintaining health Is completely eluded the medical establishment for the most part now. It's gone out the window. It doesn't exist much anymore, as sad as that is. Now, are there still some good doctors out there? Absolutely. Are there some out there that are fighting the fight and speaking their mind? Absolutely. This is why the propaganda arm of the media and the FDA and the AMA worked so hard in basically stripping doctors of their licenses when they talked about the COVID-19 injection, when they talked about ivermectin. When they talked about vitamin C along with D3 and quercetin and zinc and how effective it was and how doctors were literally using it with a 100% success rate in recovery with patients, 100% with no deaths. Talked about it year and a half, two years ago in the middle of it when everything was going on. Nope. Fake news. Not approved by the FDA. You're not allowed to talk about this at all, period. Can't talk about it. But I'm seeing 100% success rate. No, you're not. No, That's a lie. That's not science. You're lying. And now you're lying as a you know, medical staff. You're lying as a doctor. We're taking your license away from you. They literally did it. Hundreds of doctors. This is what happens when you want to have every single person wrapped up in the medical industrial complex the rest of their entire life. Why would you inject a child? with a hepatitis B shot when his mother's healthy, along with a vitamin K shot when his mother's been taking tons of prenatals and the baby's extremely healthy. Because you want to start right out of the womb, the concept, the ideology, you want to break the mother and the father's mind, you want to break their will, and the believing and thinking and no longer resisting that that child has to have a needle injected into their arm every time somebody walks in with a lab coat and scrubs in, they have to be injected. Yes, sir, how many shots does my child need? That's what it's all about doing. It's about gearing the parent's mindset to follow orders, not question it, and literally take their precious little baby, God's gift of creation, and take a hypodermic needle inject it right into their body and put toxins into them right at birth and start that child out on a path of sickness and disease for the rest of their life. I've watched it happen hundreds of times, guys. Hundreds of times I've watched it. Dad's seen it even more than me. That's why I continue to recommend to people, i not going to tell you what to do with your kids, get your decision, but I am going to tell you, please do your own research before you start injecting these kids blindly, especially, especially with this COVID shot, guys. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I can tell you what's going to happen, but we don't even know to the extent it's going to happen. I personally think we're going to see health problems, hospitalizations, and significant adverse events, including huge autoimmune problems, all types of issues with allergies, all types of inflammatory problems in this young generation right now, this day and age. I think we're going to see them among biblical proportions we've never seen before. We're going to see sickness and ailments unlike anything we've witnessed in this younger generation. As sad as that is for me to say, I don't don't want that to happen. That's the last thing I want, but I think that's what's going to happen right now. They're doing it. They're doing it right in front of us. So, again, my friends, get the truth out there. Keep your body strong. Keep your immune system strong. There's a reason why we put the children's chewable ultimate multiple together. So kids would have a tasty way of getting their natural nutrients to the ultimate multiple. Or mix up the powder and water. My kids drink it all the time. They love it. i mix the ultimate multiple powder along with the magnesium brain food. It's incredible what it does to them. Now, granted, my kids are very hyper. I'm not going to tell you they're not going to be hyper. But they're controlled hyperness. As far as they're not just lunatics that don't listen to anything. And that comes down to parents disciplining their children and maintaining that their children actually listen. There's certain things that are of you as a Christian patriot parent. And one of those is doing the best for your child, doing the research for your child and making sure they have the most effective chance they have at life. And not cutting them out from the knees right at the early age with all these injections and causing health problems. Now, I know there's a lot of parents that may have injected their kids, and they may have no problems. They may have a few. They may have gotten through it. I get that. But again, what we're seeing now with this COVID shot, this is not it, guys. This is something way beyond I think anybody even understands, even the Moderna rep. In, in the committee meeting with the FDA, blatantly says, we're just going to have to see what the real-world study is, what happens. Really? You're going to take 1,100 kids in a research study that simply had an antibody response. We're not even going to record what's going on with the side effects. And we're going to say that dictates what 20 million children have to do now? Guys, that is insanity on its highest example. So thank you again for keeping your immune system strong. Thank you for staying strong. Thank you for supporting Health Masters, getting the truth out there, forwarding these shows, forwarding the news articles, forwarding the links that we have, and continuing to wake people up. Because we're seeing a massive divergence right now. Of people that are simply going, no, they're questioning everything. And if COVID didn't make somebody question something in the entire pandemic that they told everybody, oh, everybody has to get injected. Everybody has to lock down. Everybody has to wear a mask. We're down here in Florida and we're like, "Uh, that's going to be a hard pass for me, bud. I'm just going to pass on that one. You guys do what you want up in your little northern states up there. but. We're three sides away from being an island. We grew up with water moccasins and gators and meth heads. We figured out how to fight all of them successfully. Really not worried about a virus that has a 99.997% survival rate. Florida was the prime example of what happens when you allow a virus to go through a community and people keep their bodies strong and their immune system strong and their minds strong and they push through and drive through. Perfect example. Don't let them lie to you. Don't let them manipulate you. Always stay clear of the propaganda, especially if you're not sure of certain things. Do your own research, my friends. Thank you again for the support. If y'all need anything, healthmasters.com. Got a lot of different specials on the front page of the website. Be sure to check them out. Resveratrol, last day on sale today. Healthmasters, uh, 20% off sale on that actually right now. So be sure if you need any resveratrol with the quercetin and resveratrol formula, be sure to check it out. The N-acetylcysteine as product of the week on sale and start voting for what you want to see win next week. I always encourage people. I do this to let everybody tell me. I like feedback. I love people telling me what they like, what they don't like, what they like to see better. And I'm always open to constructive criticism and continually updating things and giving people what they want, building formulas that they want. That's why a lot of the formulas have been so successful because people tell me, hey, we're really interested in this and I'll start working on something. Like when I found out the magnesium brain food, the magnesium theonate, that product's incredible. Only magnesium that goes to the blood-brain barrier massively helps out with depression, anxiety, nervousness, helps out with all kinds of brain functioning. I got it in powder form, it tastes great. People said, we want it capsule form to travel with it. What did I do? I made it in capsule form right on the front page of the website. So thank you again for the support of healthmasters.com, my friends. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, and I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.